0: Bye. Oh.
1: start by saying probably comes as no surprise to anyone, certainly longtime listeners to this program, that some politicians are for us, but a lot of politicians are against us, as the old saying goes. And uh, that certainly to an increasing level is true in the state of California. Uh, We revisit a topic that we've been warning you about because it hits directly at your wallet. And let me start the disclaimer by saying you may hear comments related to property taxes in Proposition 13 and think, oh, let me wipe my brow in relaxation, that it doesn't involve me because good or bad, I don't happen to own property in California. I am one of the many, many Californians that happens to rent. Well, I hate to be the burster of one's proverbial bubble, but if you are a renter of a home or a apartment or a condo, whatever it might be, this will impact you as well. Because believe it or not, landlords will pass on these costs as part of their doing business with you. And so this issue that we're about to discuss today has... As the potentiality of impacting every single person that calls the state of California home. Let me break it down for you. Despite warnings from a massive coalition of taxpayer advocates, business groups, and people just like you and me, 56 members of the California legislature just passed two of the most destructive bills possible, effectively declaring war on Proposition 13, and more specifically, On California residents. Assembly Constitutional Amendment 1, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is a direct attack on Prop 13 that would remove the taxpayer protection of two-thirds vote of the electorate required right now to pass local special taxes. If this measure is enacted and the California state legislature gets its way, local taxes and bonds for infrastructure, which could mean anything... And public housing projects would pass with just 55% of the vote instead of the current 66.67, making it significantly easier to raise taxes on you, and your taxes could indeed go up at every election. Added to that insult of ACA 1 would make it easier to raise your taxes, ACA 13 would make it much harder to do anything about it. Because ACA 13, let's just call it what it is, it's an outright Brazen attempt to change the rules for passing constitutional amendments that enforce the provisions of Prop 13. So, what have they effectively done here? They've effectively passed a measure making it easier to raise taxes on you, and secondarily, made it far more difficult for you, Mr. and Mrs. Voter, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer, to do anything about it. There's no limit on the kind of shenanigans that they could get away with. And if you thought, gee, the one thing at least that's a benefit from taxes in California, in spite of the fact that we have some of the highest sales taxes, some of the highest income taxes of the entire 50 states, at least, at least we have the protections that we don't get choked to death by property taxes. The California state legislature is aiming to change all that. Let's find out more. Susan Shelley joins me, president of communications with the Howard Jarvis taxpayer. Association. Susan, we've been warning listeners that this was in the offing, and now it seems like it's getting closer and closer to fruition. Give us an update. Let listeners know what's going on.
2: Well, today the Senate passed both uh, ACA 1, which drops the threshold to raise your taxes from two-thirds, as you said, down to 55% local taxes, and they also passed ACA 13. I think that is still awaiting one final vote in the Assembly before it's officially passed, but probably that's just a formality. And ACA 13 is the dirty trick that you talked about that makes it harder to pass constitutional amendments that protect taxpayers. So this is a very sad day in California. The good news is these are constitutional amendments. They must go on the ballot for voter approval. I can promise you there will be a nuclear equivalent war to defeat these attacks on Prop 13 next year. Every voter in the state will know exactly what these are and exactly how fast they will raise your taxes and how they'll prevent you from ever doing anything to slow that down. We will make sure everyone knows. And we will certainly make sure that everyone who voted for them is fully fully informed of the consequences of that action, and their voters will be alerted to how they voted to destroy Prop 13.
1: Let me ask you a tough question, and Susan, you and I have talked about this in the past, in relationship to sort of what I'll call the sneak attack of several years ago. Uh, we were dealing with, you know, the the outcome of uh, COVID and so forth, and, and suddenly this very uh, philanthropic almost suggestion was being floated that Gee, it's such a shame that senior citizens in California, uh, you know, who might choose to move to an area when they reach retirement closer to their family, maybe a little bit less expensive, move out of the Bay Area. You know, people do that. They sell the cheap, the expensive two by fours and change them in for cheaper two by fours and put a little money in the bank. So let's let them take the advantage of their current Proposition 13 status by creating essentially what they called a property tax portability. So you could essentially take that rate that you've been enjoying and allow it to follow you. And everybody thought, what a wonderful, isn't it so kind that our politicians in Sacramento are looking out for California senior citizens? Little did we know that, as we've said before, the big print giveth one thing, but the little print often takes it all away. Uh, And that certainly was this case where the the caveat to this sense of of largesse by uh, Sacramento was to say that. And oh, by the way, when you die in that piece of property and you allow your son or daughter, your grandchild to inherit that property, um, we're going to we're going to let them keep your Prop 13 status, provided that. As they are preparing for the funeral arrangements and mourning your passing, we make sure the state immediately notifies them that, oh, by the way, you've got 12 months to either move in or clear out because if you don't occupy mom or dad's home, grandma or grandpa's home as your principal residents, and we don't care what you do with your existing one, hopefully you'll sell it so we can make some some uh, turn a little bit of money here and help keep uh, real estate brokers uh, in the pink, that uh, you're going to immediately, within 12 months and one day, see your property taxes re-evaluated to the full current retail market value. So we give on one hand, but in a real big way, we take away. Now, I, I say all of that to provide context here. What is to prevent? Once the land of this is crafted and it goes before voters, what's to prevent them from pulling another one of those dirty tricks where they effectively manipulate and lie to voters and tell us they're going to do one beautiful thing for us when in fact the real design here is to get their hands into our wallets.
2: Well, that's exactly what they're going to do. You're exactly right. And and let me tell you about the dirty tricks that are in ACA 1, which is the measure that allows taxes to pass with 55% instead of two-thirds. First of all, they're saying, oh, it's, it's limited to infrastructure and affordable housing. Well, that's not much of a limit, because everything is infrastructure, and every city is under pressure to build some kind of housing project just to, to do something about homelessness. And even though we've been taxed and taxed and spent billions and billions, they want more so what they're they put something in aca1 that says everything that's on the ballot at the same time as aca1 is on the ballot would pass with 55 percent because aca1 if it passes is on the same ballot so even though it will say in your voter guide that it needs a two-thirds vote under prop 13 that will go away instantly If ACA 1 passes and everything on the ballot with it at the same time will pass with just 55 percent. So that's the first dirty trick. And the the rest of it is just that they are trying as hard as they can to make you forget that you've already been taxed for all these things. So they're going to come to you and say, well, this is for clean water. And, well, who doesn't want clean water? Well, we have to have a tax increase for clean water. Well, didn't we already have a tax increase? For, well, we don't want to talk about that. Didn't we already have a tax increase to do something about homelessness? Here in Los Angeles County, where I am, we've had three of them. And the problem has only gotten worse. So what are they doing in Los Angeles? They're going to try and do an extension. And I think they want to double the most recent homeless tax, which was Measure H. They want to double that. That was a sales tax. Sometimes they're saying about ACA 1, well, we're just making it equal to what we did a few years back for school bonds, because school bonds now pass with 55%. But this isn't just bonds. This is bonds, parcel taxes, which are property taxes, sales taxes, utility taxes, anything they want to pass that they call, quote, infrastructure is going to pass with 55%. And there will be a fierce competition between all of these agencies, the transit agencies, the air quality agencies, the water agencies, the city councils, the county boards of supervisors. They'll all be competing to get their tax. On the ballot, and they'll all be polling to see how many of them they can pass at the same time. This is going to be highway robbery for taxpayers. It's really very distressing. The cost of living is so high here, and we have the highest poverty rate in the nation. We have one third of the state on Medi Cal qualifying for the low income health insurance policy from the state one third of the state 13 million people and what are they doing in sacramento they're looking for a way to make it easier to raise taxes on everybody and this is just sickening
1: It really is. And I want to go a bit deeper in terms of what we need to do to respond. If you've just tuned in, Susan Shelley with us today, President of Communications with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. We warned you they would try to do this, and they're heading down that road, keeping the promise well. As I said, they give with the big print, and they take with the little print. They're going to couch this in terms of, oh, it's going to help secure infrastructure. After all, we want to make sure that the police have enough money. to make sure the lights don't go out. We want to make sure your kids get to school safely by improving roads. Whatever the pretext is going to be, believe me, they will paint a rosy picture about how much they're helping all of us when in fact what they're really doing is squeezing the last life out of middle class taxpayers in the state of California. If we don't respond, i tell you what's going to happen here. We're going to wind up with a situation in the state of California, but where only the very poor and only the very wealthy can reside the wealthy will have enough money they don't care they're very poor they'll be on assistance so they'll be able to survive it's everybody it's in the middle That's going to suffer the most. And believe me, their intention is to drain every last additional cent out of your pocket. They already proved that they don't care about any sense of, of a financial legacy. Being able to work for years, buy a home, pay that home off, and then pass it on to your kids or grandkids used to be considered the honorable thing to do. State of California legislature just sees that as a way of getting their hands on more of your money. So how do we respond? That part of the story is our conversation with Susan Shelley, again, president of communications with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Back with more as Lifeline continues.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: All right, updating you if you tuned in a bit late. We warned you it might be coming. The California State Legislature up to their usual no good. We've seen 56 members of the California Legislature pass two of the most destructive bills possible outright declaring war on Proposition 13. But let's c- call it what it is. It's really, it's really declaring war on California taxpayers and uh, middle class citizens. Now, ACA 1 would remove taxpayer protection of the current two-thirds vote of the electorate required to pass local special taxes. That means if this thing becomes law, anytime they want more money, they just go in... They stick out a measure, and it only requires 55% of the vote to pass instead of 66.67. It's easy because so often, and I alluded to this earlier, people think, well, it doesn't impact me because I'm not a property owner. And how often folks think, oh, they're going to improve our schools, and they're going to put more lighting and build new parks. Yeah, it's just the property owners that are going to be impacted by this. Thank goodness it doesn't infect me. And so they vote in favor of it, not realizing that every one of those expenses get passed on to you as a tenant. Making matters even worse, if we decide, you know what, we don't like this. Boy, they pulled a fast one on us. We need to reverse this. Well, then um, the other portion of this, the companion ACA 13, changes the rules for passing constitutional amendments that makes it more difficult for us to be able to essentially reverse the damage that ACA 1 has done. And we're with Susan Shelley, President of Communications with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Two questions, uh, Shelley. The letter the, uh, lesser of the two, um, leading to the notion that some people hear this talk about Prop 13 and property taxes and think it only affects property owners. I want to have you speak to that and then most importantly, how we need to be responding to this.
2: Well, it affects everybody because, first of all, ACA-1 applies to sales taxes, and there are plans to increase sales taxes in Los Angeles County and many other places in the state where there were, I think, half a dozen bills that were just passed by the legislature that allow these localities to exceed the cap on local sales taxes, because it's supposed to be capped at 2% over the state rate of 7.25, but they're constantly passing these bills to allow them to take a little more. so in Los Angeles, I think there are forty seven jurisdictions now that are at ten and a quarter percent and they could go to ten point seven five percent under one of these bills. So these things affect all all people who are buying anything in California. So if you live here and you drive through a restaurant and you see the tax at the bottom of that check, that's that's what you're that's what you're dealing with from, from ACA one. It's gonna be easier to raise that. And it also affects utility taxes. And, of course, if you rent, it affects your landlord's taxes. If you shop, it affects the owner of the store's taxes. So it's in the price of rent. It's in the price of goods. It's in the price of everything you buy in California. When we raise taxes, the cost of living goes up. And the payments that people are going to make when they work go down because how many hours are people going to get at their job when everything is getting so much more expensive, the owners are going to try to cut hours or they're going to lay off staff or the companies are going to move to another state because it's so expensive to do business here. So you're getting hit on both ends. You're getting the extra cost and everything you buy, the higher prices for everything you need and the lower wages and fewer jobs. So it's just, this is just crushingly bad policy.
1: It is indeed, and of course, as I alluded to before the break, they're they're surely going to pull their usual dirty tricks in terms of how they word the language. They're going to set it up in a way where a no means a yes, and all that. You know, we've we've seen those games played before. Most importantly, at this juncture, uh, how do we need to be responding? I mean, does this where, where does this go next in order well, for it to be get to to eventually go before voters? Well, it will
2: go to the ballot. ACA one is set for the ballot in november and i think aca 13 if it gets the vote that it needs tonight in the assembly i believe that could be on the march ballot so the best thing to do is join the howard jarvis taxpayers association and stay alert to when they're going to be on the ballot you can write ballot arguments for local taxes keep an eye on that because probably before december 1st would be the deadline if you have a local tax that's going to be on your ballot in your city, in your county, in your special district, you can write an argument that will be in the voter guide that everyone will see. Every household that votes will get that voter guide. And you can write an argument saying no on this tax because you've already paid this much and this much and it's not well thought out and it's too much money. And you can write an argument that the voters will see. That's probably the best thing that you can do about the local taxes. And for the overall... The Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association at hjta.org and help to strengthen the voice of taxpayers in California. We have a lot of work to do in this state to save the middle class because you're exactly right. This state is well on its way to being an oligarchy and one-third poverty and everybody in the middle leaving the state. And that just should not be happening in California.
1: No. I mean, you know, particularly for those of us that have been born here we love this state we call california home we may have a family legacy i know certainly my family has been here and called california home for over a century since 1908 to be uh, quite precise and and the notion of the possibility of being kicked out because of a lack of affordability not not because i'm trying to buy a mansion you know with 38 rooms and 14 baths uh, you know and living beyond by means but but simply in this case hanging on to family property property that you've worked hard for paid taxes for for years Uh, worked hard to maybe if you're one of the the handful of fortunate Californians even pay off the mortgage and then find out guess what you thought you were secure in California Uh -uh. they've got their hand deep in your pocket and they're going to try to take every spare nickel they can get their hands on I think it's absolutely criminal Uh, and you know uh, sadly everyone in the California legislature all the way up to the governor uh, there's never a thought of let's try to you know reduce our spending manage the budget better if we get a a Little bit of surplus. We never think about saving it for a rainy day. No, let's give it back. Let's see if we can buy some votes with it. You know, as if sending somebody a, sending somebody a check for $250 is going to change their life as they did during COVID. And then when they decide they just don't have enough, instead of saying we need to do a better job of managing the money we have, instead they say let's go out and get some more money. And that's exactly what these two propositions are designed to do to take more money out of your pocket and then make it more difficult for you to do anything about it. So So we need to start getting serious here. Unless you're ready to pack your bags and just call it quits, I'm I'm not ready to give up on the state yet, and I hope you're not either. More information if you go to the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association by simply going to H J T A. think Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, H-J-T-A dot O-R-G. And Susan, I, 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 I hate to be a pest, but I imagine we're going to be hearing a lot from each other in the coming months as we head into the... election cycle next year because uh, it's going to be important for every single californian to be forewarned and to be forewarned of course is to be forearmed so we know how to battle this and how to save our state
2: We will be in touch all the time, keeping everybody up to date.
1: We appreciate the great work that you do. And thank you so much, Susan, for spending some time with us to uh, bring all of my listeners here in the San Francisco Bay region up to date. Susan Shelley, president of communications with the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Watch this space for more details as uh, ACA 1 continues to wind its way toward a ballot box near you. And uh, boy, what what a shame that they're, they're pulling this stunt. And clearly, clearly they don't care about your podcast book. But we need to send a message to Sacramento. We're not going to let them get away with it.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: All right. Welcome back to the conversation. Well, school's back in. Many parents are breathing a sigh of relief and other parents are saying, oh my, we don't know what's going to be ahead given what happens um, in the um, public education sector these days and um, helping to spread a little bit of solid information and real options to young people as they struggle with becoming an adult and everything that's thrown at them, of course, is our friends at Real Options. To find out more and their amazing school education programs throughout the Bay Area. Valerie Navarette joins us, Senior Director of Education and Real Options, Obrea Medical Clinics. Valerie, welcome. Great to have you back again. Uh, as school is back in again, of course, many parents uh, do legitimately worry about, okay, what are they going to hear in school? And we hear so much about the approach to sex education, things of this sort. And oftentimes, it seems to be an invitation for children to experiment rather than an education We encourage them to hold out until marriage. Give us some insights in terms of some of the programs that are being made available through Real Options to help kids throughout the Bay Area.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, You know, uh, for those of you that know or you may not already know, but uh, at Real Options, we are really blessed to be able to provide services and programs through our three ministries. So we have prevention, which is our education for youth and parents, Intervention uh, through our medical clinics and our college campus outreach and restoration through our reproductive loss healing. But our like our real desire is to equip the next generation to make those healthy God honoring choices when it comes to what we consider to be risk behaviors like premarital sex or um, experimenting with drugs and alcohol. So we really strive to set students up for success by focusing on those relationship skills. We have this excellent curriculum called Real Essentials, and we use it to address the social and emotional health of our students and also to empower uh, parents and churches um, who are navigating this space in really unprecedented times. Um, I can say that we've seen an increase in our programming, like in the need for our programming, Uh, just in the aftermath of COVID, like you already touched on, you know, so many schools are just, uh, you know, they're dealing with students who are struggling in that social and emotional space, Uh, behavioral issues, um, all of those things. This is where our programming comes in and it really helps to address some of these needs. I can say you know, across the board, the the teachers and the principals and the parents uh, that are exposed to our program, like just rave about the value, and they appreciate uh, just the niche that we're in. Um, we really want every student to know that um, they deserve to be respected, and they deserve to have healthy relationships, and um, through that, they can have those great connections um, and. All of that put together will help them to make better life choices and avoid those, you know, those risk behaviors.
1: You know, and isn't it amazing that uh, I, I think we've kind of missed the mark for so long that particularly in the public education environment that it's been uh, top heavy in instruction about so-called, quote unquote, sex education and yet hardly any discussion about relationship Education. And, you know, years ago, there used to be an adage, Valerie, I don't know if it still holds true, but they, they used to say that, that boys give love to get sex and girls, uh, you know, give sex to get love. And, uh, you know, that notion that really uh, this boils down to the dynamic, the relational dynamic. And if you come from a home where there's not a healthy dynamic between mom and dad, maybe there isn't a mom and dad. You've never seen mom. Modeling of What a healthy relationship looks like You only know brokenness And of course, you know, broken people they, they, they wind up living broken lives And so, taking the approach To help young people understand That this is just more That this is not just the birds and the bees It's so much more than that
3: Oh, absolutely And you know, that's one of the things That I really, um, that I appreciate About our programming Because it does, you know, it transcends um all of those different, uh, you know, stereotypes or silos, if you will, like, you know, we're in public schools, we're in charter schools, we're in Christian schools, we're in churches, we're, um, you know, we're with boys and girls club and their clubhouses because that material, that, that relationship component is just, so um, foundational right and I, I agree you know I think that the schools have skipped over that we've kind of gone from um, you know anatomy into sex education but there is this whole relational aspect and um, ultimately for young people to succeed in that relationship space there are skills that they have to have right and if they're not being modeled at home then when are they going to learn them? Right. Um, so we're really, we're, we're just super, um, excited for this next season. We're excited to to be welcomed back in some of the familiar sites that we've been in for a long time, like alum rock. And then we're really excited to, to, you know, continue to foster some newer relationships that we just started this last year. Um, and one of those new relationships is like uh, the crystal Ray schools in the East Bay. Um, and so we're really, uh, you know, we're just really excited for that. Um, and I'd say, you know, one of the things that's also on the horizon for Real Options this fall is uh, we have some churches lined up, and we're going to be doing uh, both parent and student components, which is really awesome because the parents can learn those same skills that the students are learning and help to reinforce them at home.
1: That's excellent, and you know, I guess the important next question I'm going to ask is for folks listening, saying, "Wow, I didn't realize that this was going on. I would love to get involved, or in one form or fashion, be supportive of the work that Real Options is doing in our schools and in partnership with other community organizations. How can folks get involved, Valerie?"
3: Yeah, great, great question. Uh, so first off, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, if you're a teacher, a pastor, um, you have a connection, you see a desire in your community, your sphere of influence, you know, reach out to us. We are always welcoming warm introductions um, and, you know, we would love the opportunity to serve your youth. Um, secondly, we're also always on the hunt for educators. So, uh, you know, God's been opening a lot of doors and we have a lot of great opportunities coming up this year. So we're looking to hire. Um, We're especially excited about breaking into the East Bay territory. We started last year and uh, we're continuing that momentum moving forward. So if somebody's interested in that, they can check us out at friendsofrealoptions.net. Um, And lastly, you know, we are coming into our fall fundraiser, our fall gala. And um, so Ignite Life 2023, we're super excited. Um, It's on November 4th, virtual or in person. Uh, Abby Johnson is going to be our guest speaker. It promises to be a really great night. And you're going to get a lot of doing and, um, you know, just how God's using real options. So, again, you know, just come out to uh, and You can find out about all those opportunities.
1: Great. And again, that information available to you at friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. Our thanks to Valerie Navarrete, Senior Director of Education with Real Options, Obreo Medical Clinics. Valerie, thanks again so much for the time.
0: And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts.
1: Avenue Works, that is the website address to reach Clay Allen and find out more about the ministry he founded along with his wife Susan that focuses on sexual restoration. Again, online at avenue.works you know .com, org. this is .works W-O-R-K-S or toll free and confidentially at 877 326-7000 877 326-7000 Talking off the air, Clay Allen, I'm mention to you that um, there may be some eavesdropping saying, well, this is all men, those men. But uh, while it might not be as prevalent, pervasive, or or perhaps um, as dangerous, although I'm going to pause there and say certainly as ruinous to relationships and seductive, men are not the only ones that struggled with this. Increasing numbers of women
4: are also facing uh, the scourge of pornography addiction. Yeah, that's right. And um, we saw, again, COVID uh, spike that uh, women right now are somewhere depending on which survey you want to look at and believe somewhere in the 33-35% range of um, all all women. So, so the numbers are climbing. They are climbing. Just a few years ago, I can remember when it was uh, somewhere in the 5% range. So yes, it is uh, Skyrocketing in that sense but you know what you said something before going to break that was awesome Uh, I think you're being prompted by the Holy Spirit he's talking to you and you said God is in the restoration business and I want your audience to really hear that there is so much misunderstanding about this word because it actually has two definitions and most people don't know that there are two definitions and they default to perhaps the the lesser of the two definitions Uh, so the two definitions are man's to take something broken back to its original condition not bad if you have a car and you wreck it and it can be fixed and restored that's a wonderful thing but when you read the Bible, then you see God's character and what He does. If you go to God sincerely and ask Him to restore whatever is broken—a heart, a habit, a mind, a relationship, a marriage, finances—whatever is broken, God restores more and better than the original condition. Yeah, this is so profound because not only is the latter state significantly better than the former state, but then God does this on an ongoing basis. That's why the Bible says you. Can can't predict how awesome your life in God is going to be if you give Him your weakness.
1: And that's so amazing because there's there's nothing that parallels that in life. I mean, imagine for mechanics listening will say, "Well, you know, you can go buy a used car that has been through a flood, been in an accident, and you don't have to dig very deep to see the lines of of rust damage. You know, below the carpeting, or uh, a good body man will say, bring a magnet along, and the places where the magnet doesn't stick, that means it's filled with bondo. That vehicle has been restored. It may masquerade as new, yeah. but it will never ever again be brand new. But what you're suggesting here is that God doesn't just put the broken pieces back together again. We're in the sharp light with the magnifying glass. You can still see the jagged edges. He restores to such a complete
4: total and utter degree that it is better than brand new Yum, and wow. more and and the, a great way that my wife especially says this is that God put a new love for me in her heart and a new love for her in my heart you can't do that in a human sort of way this is a spiritual yeah, can't thing can't be faked or forced you can't and, and it's real and it's, it's profound and it gets better and better and better and better and so this is why I get excited about when you say that word because I know and I've seen people restore it and it is utterly amazing yeah
1: and I love the fact as you point out. And when you think of restoration, it doesn't really mean what you think it means. It, it, that's just, that's your, your definition is sort of the simplistic fashion, <laughs> the, the, the man's way of looking at it, not God's way. We've mentioned about this um, upcoming men's encounter barbecue uh, this Saturday at Encounter Church at 562 Welling Boulevard in San Leandro. Tell us a bit about it. Who's it open to?
4: Yeah, uh, men of all ages, and uh, uh, you're going to have a feast. Uh, come, you're going to learn uh, in, in two ways. You're going to f- uh, first uh, feed your stomach. It's going to be some awesome barbecue, and men love barbecue, of course. But you're going to learn how to reject Satan in your life. You're going to learn how to uh, jettison pornography. You're going to learn how to experience God's power for yourself personally. And you're going to experience how God loves you and how God accepts you and forgives you. You're also going to learn how to fight. This is really interesting to me because a lot of men are fighting, but they're fighting in the wrong way. Uh, I'm going to share with men how to fight spiritually to win. Uh, I've been the captain of championship football teams. I've uh, led thousands of men to win. I'm going to share with these men how to win. And so that's the men's side. Uh, for women uh, who are listening, I would encourage you to uh, encourage your husbands or boyfriends or fiancés to come. They're going to certainly be filled in their tummy, uh, but <laughs> they are going to have a feast of God's transformation. Your man is going to learn how to become what the Bible promises, a new new man, a man who's godly, who is strong, courageous, who protects you, who provides for you, who learns how to pray, who learns how to be a man of integrity. And we're going to do this in a very short period of time. It's um, only from about 8 to 8.30, somewhere in there, to about 12.30. So in a very short period of time, men are going to be able to invest and walk away, change men.
1: And when you say men, and I want to move on quickly and pivot to another topic before our time winds down, but when you say men, is it important for folks eavesdropping to recognize that this is not just from, you know, 21 to 90, but given the way in which the enemy works, particularly at such a rapid pace today, that even young men, I'm yep. talking about teenagers. Absolutely. The sooner that they get exposed to the truth, the better, isn't it? They That's mean, right. To stop the bad. It's one thing to successfully break the bad habit, something entirely different to prevent it from ever happening.
4: Well, think about it. a root hole. Yeah, think about it. Uh, a, a 15 to 17-year-olds Almost uh, eight or nine out of ten men, uh, young men, are struggling in this area. Absolutely. Uh, we need to talk about this and we need to help them. And we need to mentor and disciple them. So, yes, they're welcome. So, you're welcome to send your husband and your son to this. Again, Amen. it's going to be this Saturday <laughs> at
1: um, Encounter Church, 562 Llewellyn Boulevard in San Leandro. Details online at EncounterJesus.us. That's EncounterJesus.us. The barbecue this Saturday begins around 8, 830 in San Leandro, in a couple of moments that we haven't left. And I, I'm almost embarrassed to say, give me the Reader's Digest version here, uh, Clay, but talk a bit about when we when we discuss the breadth and depth of the ministry of what Avenue does. Give us that snapshot.
4: Yeah, well, uh, I'd say uh, in the most succinct way, it's a confidential way where men, women, and pastors who've been harmed by sexual brokenness, whether you're the victim or victimizer, if you wish, uh, We teach them how to take a new direction by trading that brokenness uh, for God's restoration of their minds, their lives, their relationships, finances. And most importantly, I believe and I have seen with my eyes thousands of times how God shows these individuals what their God purpose is. What is their reason for them being on earth right here, right now? When a person lives that way, I don't want to say their life's going to be perfect, but I will say that they will be eager to wake up in the morning and embrace the... The day because God will do the miraculous through their lives. There's
1: there's another R word We're from from uh, reconciliation and restoration <laughs> to to revolutionize life. Good. And That's I want right. to mention something. And Clay, uh, by no means do I say this to embarrass you, but I remember those old TV commercials for the uh, the Men's Hair Club where the guy would get on and at the end of the commercial would say, you know, I, I'm not only the founder and president, but I'm also a customer, and would reveal his toupee. You're not going <laughs> to do that now even though it's radio, because he doesn't wear a toupee. I, on the other hand, I'm getting there. Uh, But you speak with confidence on this topic because your wife, you and your wife have been down this road and fought these
4: battles. That's right. I'm going to tell a story uh, at the barbecue, and uh, men will be stunned uh, with what happened to me. But yeah, I was uh, within hours, just sheer hours, of suicide because of this topic, and God rescued me in a miraculous way, and he did it for a reason, to help the listeners who are struggling in this area area know that God is real and all of this restoration from God is for them whether they're a man or a woman or a young man what we've been talking about is for the listener who's hearing this right now and I've lived this God restored my life 30 years ago to help men and women. Who are struggling in this area experience the same exact thing.
1: We've all perhaps had the experience of being on the roller coaster ride. Maybe we got talked or coerced into getting on board, and then by the time it's made about the first or second alley oop, our stomach is now in our throat, and we're thinking, God, just get me off. <laughs> just stop the ride and get me off. I will never make a decision like this again. And the good news is maybe you've been on that roller coaster ride of pornography, and many times you've cried out to God, God just stop this roller coaster, I want to get off so bad. But you're not sure where the exit is. You're uncertain of how to, to get out of that car and, and put that experience behind you good news is that there are ministries like this that exist singularly and purposefully to show you how. Toll free at 877-326-7000, 877-326-7000. Clay Allen with Abby you appreciate so much, brother, your time, your insights, your honesty, and uh, helping to bring light and love and hope to so many listening. You're
4: welcome, Craig, and bless your listeners for taking action because the life that they live or want to live will be revolutionized, as you say, and restored. And God has just an amazing life in store for them. Good word. I love it.